Welcome back to the NatMathSci podcast, brought to you by the National Mathematics and Science College. This is the podcast to let you find out more about NatMathSci by hearing staff and students talking about their experiences, all unscripted and unplugged, so that you can hear what life is really like at the college. Now today we're in the world of maths with a new teacher of the subject, Dr. Tim Honeywell. Tim's a great guy. He loves all things math. He loves looking at things in the world with a mathematical mind. And as you might expect, he can't wait to start teaching at the college. But as well as all of that, we also talk about music, something Tim is very much into when he's not at work. So stick around to find out what his personal project might be in this field. But first, join me as we step into the maths department and speak to the new teacher, Dr. Tim Honeywell. Tim, thank you for joining us and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much. Yeah, really nice to be here. Well, it's good to good to have you here and it's good to talk about about what you're going to be doing at the college uh, once you join because we're recording this at the back end of the summer term and at the time of recording, you haven't quite joined. So very much looking forward to um, to what's going to be coming up next. But first of all, I wonder whether you could just tell us in your uh, in your history, in your career history, where you've come from, how you got into education in the first place. Okay, so as you say, first of all, very exciting um, about coming to this new college. And it's all very surreal at the moment because I'm still teaching the last term in my my current school. Basically, uh, I've kind of gone a, a back route, a bit of a different route to most people who've gone into education. So um, my parents were both teachers. You often hear teachers who've got parents who are teachers. And I was at university. I loved maths. That was always the obvious thing I was going to do. And uh, my parents loved teaching, but they found it a bit stressful. So I was a bit cautious about going in straight away. But I I wasn't sure what to do, so I did a PhD. So my first degree was at Durham University, and I went to Warwick to do my PhD. And then during that, I remember that we were all expected to do some teaching, which I normally love. But at Warwick University, the courses were completely different to what I've been doing. And I I really want to teach well. And I was like, oh, man, I just don't know the stuff that I'm going to be teaching here as well as I'd like. And then I heard about this project, which was outreached and teaching further maths A-level in schools around Coventry and Warwickshire. And it just came at exactly the right time. So it's a huge government funded project called the Further Maths Network. And I kind of joined the, the, the ship almost in the second year of its existence. And during my PhD, I would teach every Wednesday afternoon people coming from uh, schools in Coventry. And I absolutely loved it, did it as a full-time job, managing it around Coventry and Warwickshire for three years. And then at the end of that, when it was starting to become quite successful and more and more schools were able to teach in school and the goal was, the, the, the job was changing, it wasn't so clear exactly if it'd be my sort of thing or not. And I just I just looked and thought, oh, well, I could give teaching in a school a go because I, I, I loved going around all the schools and meeting all these people, but actually having a chance to be in one place and get to know the community there get to know people so much better than just popping in once a week. So I saw the advert at the school I'm at now uh, and uh, I went for it. I um, wasn't sure if it'd be for me or not, even if I take the job. And 15 years later, I'm here and uh, now looking at my, my second position. So yeah, it's very exciting. Well, it is exciting and that, that that's a great history to date, but equally so, more exciting times to come. So from September 2023 onwards, it's going to be very, very exciting. I think one of the things about about teachers is that unlike some jobs in the workplace, teachers often really enjoy teaching and that's why they step into it in the first place and that's why they carry on doing it. Whereas other people who may 
I don't know, work in the city or whatever. They, they may enjoy the money that comes from working in the city, but quite often you hear that they don't really enjoy the work that they're doing. So it's, it's great to hear you talking in the way that you do. <laughs> Thank you. But tell me a little bit about the world of maths and why you enjoy teaching maths in particular. It's interesting you ask that because I'm what we call a pure mathematician. So I'm one of those guys who says, look, I, I really don't mind, actually. I like to know that math is being useful in the real world. Of course I do. I, yeah, that's, if I knew that it would never, ever help with anything, I probably wouldn't feel as motivated. But at the same time, I just see, without it sounding too cliche, I, I see real beauty in mathematics. And um, I love the way it all ties together and, and, and the way in which you keep exploring. There's, there's never that the breadth, even to the most simple topics, is absolutely huge. I remember colleagues of mine when I was at Warwick University just saying, don't you just find it too trivial just teaching A-level maths? And I was like, no, because you keep thinking of new ways of viewing things. And I'm a big, big believer and a fan of just um, saying, OK, we've done this this question, we understand this topic, but could you think of it in another way? Could you think of it in another way? Could you think of it in another way? And the depth you can get from that is just absolutely fascinating. So it's just something I naturally enjoy, and I really, really enjoy trying to explain it to other people. I, I love the individuality of learning mathematics. So I love the opportunity to work one-to-one -one with students and realize, okay, so that way that works for me doesn't work so well for you and develop other ways of thinking about it. But I hope it comes across. I've said enough that, that I really love teaching mathematics without sounding a bit too cheesy. And if I asked a history teacher, for example, what their favorite era was in, in the world of history, they might say teaching I don't know, something like American modern history or, or, or something like that. If I ask you the same question about maths, what, what do you enjoy? I mean, I'm sure you enjoy all of maths, but what, what, what area of maths do you enjoy teaching the most? I'd go back to the pure maths again. I mean, I really enjoy teaching complex numbers. I enjoy teaching uh, calculus and the techniques that come through in that. I know that there's a sort of a, a further advanced pure module, which has changed on the syllabus. I've not taught it since changed syllabus. So there'll be some bits on there that I'll almost be learning myself for the first time so I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to to that so but but as i say even it's not just necessarily the hardest maths i enjoy teaching the most but uh yeah anything that's hardcore pure maths i love on a different note if you ask for my favorite bit of maths what i gave you was the answer i'd give other maths teachers but if i was just at a party on a friday night and someone said give me something that you like that's mathematical i'd probably say my favorite little problem is so so simple and some people have heard it before um, I don't know if you have, and it's basically, imagine I've got a long piece of rope that's like long enough to go all the way around the world, around the equator. So, you know, this is a hypothetical question. I don't have this rope in my garage. And then I want to make the rope longer so that then I can lift it one meter above the world, all the way around the entire world. Wow. All the way around. Okay. And the, the question is, how much longer do you think you'd need to make the rope in order to be able to do that? And it's, you know, I'm not expecting you to suddenly do maths. I'm not expecting you to get the answer right or wrong. But just if you were... I'm going to guess it's a big number, though. Okay. Well, what sort of scale are you thinking? Well, I don't know what the circumference... Is it circumference 30,000 miles or something like that? I'm, I'm, I'm not actually sure. But if you're going to extend it all that way, I'd say, oh, a mile or something okay. like that. Okay, nice. Do you, so this is the answer, and this is why I like it. I like it because you could say it to anyone, uh, maybe not at a party on a Friday night, but the answer is just over six metres. That's all you have to do. That's it. That's, That's it. it. It's crazy, isn't it? And it, it, it's, beca <laughs> it's because a, a circle, when people first discovered circles, they realised that 
um, they had this property that the circumference was proportional to the diameter. So if you double the diameter, you double the circumference and so on. And in particular, if you increased the diameter by one meter, then if you use the formula two pi times the radius, if the radius has gone up by one, the circumference has gone up by two pi times one, just over six meters. But, and everyone's fine with that if you're doing small circles. But then when you do absolutely huge circles, you know it's still the case. But your mind doesn't want to accept that because you've got the world, haven't you? So your mind kind of blows. And if I get people just to guess what they think the answer would be, they're, they're, they're often massively out. And it's only six meters. And I, the way I try and sort of justify it is say that just as amazingly huge the world is, is also the amazingly slow rate at which the world curves around. You know, you forget we're living on a football, basically. So, yeah, that would be my favorite problem for a party on a Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> no, of course. I, I love that. And in fact, when you talk about a party on a Friday night, the, the, being, being a teacher of maths or being a lover of maths, irrespective of what age you are, I, I imagine that, <laughs> and, and no disrespect intended, but I imagine that you might sit down to some people and they think, well, some people might think, oh gosh, I'm sat next to a maths teacher. And other people might think, this is fantastic. I'm sat next to a maths teacher. And you just talk about maths all night. It's, it's almost quite polarizing like mm -hmm. that, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. You almost sometimes feel you need to, yeah, you've got to be sensitive to how people are with it all. But I, I do find that even if people are like, oh, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. There's respect there, which is nice. And and I always enjoy, I've taught some people who found maths incredibly hard, but there's there's something really special about making getting them to see even just a little glimpse of, of, of what you think is beautiful about it. Because I don't have that sort of, that natural way with maths I don't have for other subjects, but I, I love seeing the skills that other people have in those. So, it's, you know, no one's going to be the same, like approach every single subject in the same way. But as, as long as we get a bit of respect, I'm fine with that. People who enjoy maths often say that one of the things they love is that you know when an answer is right or wrong mm -hmm. because you've got that sort of level of, of certainty that you don't have with English or art or something like that. And I think that we all understand that. But tell me something about the, and, and this is pure maths, that, when I say pure math, uh, uh, like a, just a math thing, thing that we're talking about here. How do you get your head around something like infinite numbers, mm. which of course, aren't something you can completely put your finger on. You know, if you look at something, like, I don't know, something simple like 10 divided by 3, mm -hmm. then that's an infinitely recurring number. Infinity is a fascinating thing. I would say that I, I, you deal with that a lot more at university in analysis courses, and I found all those sorts of things interesting. Um, and it's a shame that at A-level you kind of just brush the surface, but I also think that conceptually it's a very, very subtle thing to get your head around you can very very quickly do something that feels intuitive and then just suddenly realize you're just contradicting something obvious so and i think that's the danger that a level people take topics to do with infinity and teach them saying this makes sense but they probably shield you from lots of other bits where infinity can do funny things and so you know the, the, i would like to be able to improve my understanding of how to sort of explain infinity a lot more you know but it, you're right it's far from straightforward far from straightforward it's quite funny talking about people to at school you know there's no infinity button on your calculator and uh, you can't use it like an ordinary number because you know if you could you did infinity plus one and you got infinity then if you took infinity away from both of those you got one equals zero it's just uh you can do some crazy things but um there, there is. Um, there was someone at the, about a hundred years ago that, that that sort of used infinity as a 
as a sort of as, as a number in a like a number world that added and there's different types of infinity as well um countable non-countable so it's in fact that's really crazy the number of numbers between zero and one is infinitely many more than the number of whole numbers out there and that's pretty crazy because you can count all the whole numbers in a systematic way you can go zero one minus one two minus two three minus three you can list them you never stop doing it, which is why it's infinite, but at least you can list them. You can't list all the numbers between zero and one because no matter how small a jump you do from one number to a next, you've got numbers in between them. And so it's, it's non-countably <laughs> infinite. <laughs> That's just flipped my mind out for, for all the right reasons. It's crazy, isn't it? So tell me this then. I mean, I mean, you know, we, we, we can talk about this and, and, and I'm interested in what you're saying genuinely because I, I did A-level maths myself and, okay. and really enjoyed it too. And uh, when I think back to my time doing A-level math, I used to enjoy talking about this kind of thing to other maths students mm. who are do also doing A-levels. And at, at the college, it's very much like that. The, the current students who are there doing A-level maths, they, they love talking about maths to other students. Yeah. Do you feel like it's important that, that people who enjoy maths kind of stick together like that? Not not sort of a, in a sort of secluded way, like, oh, for goodness sake, don't go to any non-mathematicians. You know, oh, no, they don't believe in the <laughs> maths, right? Okay. But in terms of like encouraging one another, um, and uh, I, I think that that maths can, at its worst, be a real ego subject. You know, I remember at university and people would be eyeing each other up, and uh, you come out of exams and some people go, "Oh yeah, I did it all. It was easy. It was great." And I think you just need to focus on your own and your own targets, and and realize that um, there's lots of different ways to to eventually doing well at maths. Um, and and I like the variety of different people and the way in which they learn. And and they've got lots of different skills. And if you pull them together, then it's a really powerful thing. And I'm, I must admit, one of the things that's really impressed me about this college is their track record in, in maths Olympiads, step papers, things like that. And and I've got people like that at my current school uh, who, are, who are really good mathematicians, but they're kind of just one or two people who are vaguely thinking about it. Whereas I think it helps hugely if you look around your classroom and half the class are all trying to gun for the same sort of things, then a bit of competition helps. It brings out the best in you, but it needs to be supportive. I mean, you know, that would be the dream is that there's no such thing as the best because you all you all do incredibly well. And then that's amazing, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it can be. Maths can be a oh, bragging rights thing. And I always love it when I see someone who gets there slowly and quietly under the radar and actually does just as well as some of the people that you notice a lot more. So, you know, believe in yourself and don't feel there's only one way to being successful at maths. I love that. Um, tell me something you're looking forward to then about joining the college. Wow. Well, it's such an unknown for me. Um, I hope they'll fix the table football table in the common room <laughs> because I used to play, I used to play uh, table football at Warwick University. Um, so that was great to see. Um, I think I'm looking forward to it being, it seems quite homely and, 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 and I'm looking forward to just enjoying getting to know really well a smaller group of people. It was, it was a smaller place than where I am at the moment. The canteen looks lovely. When I went for interview, those caramel slices, I don't know if that was just because I was in interview or if that's every day, but um, I, I'll need to watch my diet. Um, so yeah, that'll be good. And, and I, I suppose it's important that I, I I'm changing jobs partly because through COVID I was a bit unwell and so I'm trying to sort of look for change where I can manage things a bit better but I'm, I'm really also I'm going to be excited if I if I'm able to to sort of 
look at things, extra things I can do as well, you know. So I, I, I play local league basketball at uh, my home courts, actually the WMG uh, Excel Centre just around the corner from the college. Um, so yeah, if ever there's some people who like playing basketball, I'd certainly love to hear about that. I know that there are things happening already, but it'd be I'm looking forward to seeing what they have and if there's anything that people like the sound of that hasn't happened yet then, you know, open mic nights or something like that, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Open mic nights. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I, I'm um, not a talented musician. I always say I was like grade one and a half at the piano, but I've, I've been a backing singer in a band. Uh, we went to the Cavern Club in Liverpool. That was, uh, that was a highlight, uh, but really, really tough because the, the sound, we had a trumpet in an ear, we, you know, I had to sing when I couldn't actually hear my voice. So you had to really quickly gain the confidence to know you were hitting the right note even though you couldn't actually hear anything you were doing so yeah open mic nights is just uh the sort of thing you know you have where people come along with a guitar or don't even have to have a guitar it can be a cappella, and, and you just go up and, and and sing a song and uh yeah it's just a nice atmosphere and it's, it's important you'll get some people who are used to doing it who are quite professional but it's really important to give a lot of people a, a you know a chance to have a go it's, it's no pressure it should be anyway yeah, I love I love my music. That, that must have been great to play at the Cavern Club. Just for anyone listening, the Cavern Club is where the Beatles had not their first gig, but but it was amongst their first yeah, gigs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's where it's where I imagine they they found their first sort of step into 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 fame and stardom, really. But uh, but but that's great to hear that you're that you're into that and basketball as well, of course. Anything else that you like to do at the weekends? I'm I'm a little bit OCD. Um, so I said I like music. I've I've got probably about 6,000 CDs, maybe a few more. And I'm currently undergoing a project that's lasted 10 years or so. Um, have you heard of these books, 1001 Things to Do Before You Die? <laughs> I have now. <laughs> okay. So there, there's one which is 1001 Songs to Hear Before You Die, um, which is absolutely brilliant. It's, it's really good. And I've, I've read it all and I've got all the songs on there. But it's it's like an average of all the critics and their thoughts. Whereas I suddenly thought, why don't I do one for myself? And, and I've got no restriction on how many songs I want. So I reckon I'm still going through my music collection. I'm about a year off, but then it will be about 12, 13,000 songs to hear before you die. And and I've got them all in chronological order. And I, I'm thinking about either a podcast or a book just to sort of reveal my list. It's, you know, it might be only I ever read it, but um, it's a it's a mixture of very well-known songs and songs which hopefully other people would enjoy exploring that they wouldn't have known otherwise. So if I find other people who have a similar taste in music, I could play a song from the list each day as they come into the lesson. But I'm not sure if people would want that. We'll have to see. But I imagine that with that much music, you, you don't really have just one particular taste. I imagine that you've got a very, very wide taste in music. I think it's easy to say a few tastes that I don't particularly go for. So I'm not really an R&B fan or a thrash metal and um, my, my favorite is actually probably um, something which intrigues me, which has got lots of different genres weaved together. Um, my favorite group is probably a group called Tongue, T-U-N-N-G, who I, I don't imagine many people have heard of. But um, they're incredibly friendly and it's almost like campfire sing-along folk music with electric beats, uh, interesting tunes. It's just, yeah, very, very uplifting. But um, you're right, I do like, there's this Red Hot Chili Pipers that um, uh, like have a great bit of fun with bagpipes recreating, uh, you know, rock classics and um, anything which just, I, I kind of don't, I, something that piques my interest is all that I require. But um, yeah, so it is quite broad, my, my interest, I think. 
And you listen on CD instead of streaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. They've been trying to get me to go on Spotify. I just have this sort of real interest in buying the physical CD and having it there. And, and, and then I put it onto my computer. So <laughs> it's almost the same as streaming. Only I'm buying a CD and putting it on my computer. But um, yeah, yeah. My my wife's been really good about my big music collection, but we've reached a point where I, I don't think I'll be able to go much bigger. Or well, things will be going in the loft, if I do put it that way. Well, hopefully it's the CDs and not your wife in that case. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah let's yeah. hope she's not listening to yeah, it. No, 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 no. It wasn't an option. It wasn't a, either I or the CDs going in the loft because just, yeah, I don't think I should even try and answer that question. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, Tim, I'm just keeping an eye on time because we need to bring this episode to a close. But I just want to say thank you for being here. It's great to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. I'm sure the college is looking forward to you joining as much as you're looking forward to joining them. Uh, but it's been great talking to you and I really appreciate everything that you've talked about. Thank you very much. Thank you. Looking forward to coming in September. So that was Dr. Tim Honeywell, new teacher of maths at the college, talking to us today about what he's looking forward to, as well as why he enjoys maths so much. Thank you for joining us today, Tim. I know you'll be listening and it was great to have you on the podcast. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.